Hello, everyone. As ever, you are keeping it real with Khadija, and I have a very special guest here with me today, and a very good friend of mine. Her name is Sarah Down. She owns a company called Dakaru. I always worry that I'm going to say it wrong, but thank you so much for being with me, Sarah. How are you? Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I'm good. Thank you. Good. So let's tell the listeners a little bit about how we've become friends because we actually didn't know each other. What? How long have we known each other now? About eight months, maybe. Yeah, I think it was May. May. Me. Oh my God, it's not even a year. No, it's weird, year. doesn't it? It does. Yeah. So you can tell my listeners how it was that we ended up becoming friends. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you'd like so to. So we had been connected on LinkedIn. Um, I'm guessing I connected with you during The Apprentice because yeah. I normally connect people so I can follow their journeys afterwards. And then in May, which would have been, what, five months after yeah. the show, I got a direct message from you, or more like your VA. Probably my VA, yeah. I apologise. <laughs> <laughs> asking if I'd be interested in your mentoring programme. And it was really good timing because I had recently gone through a merger um, to create Ducaru. So I was in business with a partner where I was getting support and we had industry mentors, but we'd been talking about you know, adding value with a mentor out with the sector. And so it was great timing. Um, and we set up a call, I think, like yeah. literally the day after. Yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, OK, this is going to go two ways. One, we're going to get on well and I'm going to see the value straight away and go for it. Or Khadija's going to just talk about The Apprentice and her fame, claim to fame. <laughs> and Cringe. it's not going to be for me. Because <laughs> um, even though I love The Apprentice, I thought obviously to be mentored by someone there needs to be a lot more depth there. Yeah. But literally after, what, 15, 20 minute call with you? Yeah. Um, we hit it off straight away, very similar in a lot of ways, had a good laugh, and I could tell that you were going to be somebody that was going to be able to support me. Oh, thank you, my signed darling. signed up, yeah. I think that was in May, maybe June. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but I signed up for an initial three months and then fought, carried on with the yeah. mentorship after that. And time flies when you're having fun. It That's does. why we can't it remember does. when it was. It's been great for me as well. You were one, I think I only had, I don't know how many mentees, only a few, maybe four or five. And so you were one of my first like intake and I'd never been a mentor before. Mm-hmm. And I obviously have mentors, so I now see the benefit. Um, but I remember even my VA sending messages out getting butterflies when people would respond and say oh I'm I'm interested in working with you and I'm like what what really oh perfect and yeah. then you know I always put a lot of pressure on myself and I hope you've seen that working with me that I always want to make sure people are getting good value for money and I'll go above and beyond and answer calls whenever and I think once weren't we on the phone for like five hours or something really long until early hours speak at ridiculous o'clock at <laughs> night when one of us is driving home from an event it'll be yeah. like half past 12 and yeah. we're on the phone but I think because we're both so busy and we're both mums, yep. we would struggle to get our time on the phone and normal working hours. So it was always stupid o'clock at night. Yeah, and um, flexible. I think that's, like yeah. you said, with us being mums. So that's another thing. So I think that's another thing why we hit it off. And yeah. not to say that all of my mentees are parents, but I think it is quite hard when you're... What, what's your thoughts on the word mumpreneur? Do you like it or not? I don't like it. Oh, she doesn't like I it. I don't like it, but okay. I'm, I'm not. I am a mumpreneur. <laughs> Sarah is a mum and an entrepreneur separate. Um, in my opinion, as mums in business, um, 
it is sometimes hard for people to get it. Like you need to really understand that. I mean, you were at my house last night and you heard it this morning. And what did you say? This has actually put me off having another child because it was that crazy. (laughs) But you need to be around people that get it, especially when you're a parent, because ultimately your child comes first. And if you need to rearrange a call, you need to have a mentor or coach that understands that and not somebody that's going to I don't know, penalise you for basically having a life. Yeah. And I think it depends on the age of the children because yeah. um, there's people that I work with in business who have children, but they're maybe you know, teenagers now. Yeah. And they've quickly forgotten how crazy it can be when you you know, have a house full of under five-year-olds. Yeah. So I think that was great. Um, Jacob and Natalia are the same, same age. age. So yeah, we're going through a lot of the same things, but also you were able to support because you've been through it all before mm-hmm. with Soraya. Yeah. Um, where Jacob was my first child. So yeah. it was great to have the support around that. And just to think, great, not only my house sounds like a zoo at 6 a.m. and 7 p.m. So yeah. that was great. Yeah, that was what you said last night. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy that it's not just my house yeah. that sounds like this at bedtime. <laughs> no, anybody listening that's got children, you'll understand the struggle. Bedtime and first thing in the morning, getting ready for school. Yeah. Oh. What a nightmare. Yeah. Um, I had an au pair. I told you about this. I had yeah. an, Well, I had one in the summer and then another. She's now gone home. She was homesick. Um, and I decided, actually, I'm not going to have another au pair. I'm going to try to do it on my own. And it's been two weeks and I'm already regretting that decision. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I am going to try, but it's hard. Do you know what I find the hardest? The bloody laundry basket. I hate doing washing. Like, washing is the bane of my life. Give me any other house chore and I'm down. But the washing, I can't cope with. I don't mind washing, but I don't do ironing. Uh, I used to iron everything. Now everything just gets a good shake. The only thing that gets ironed is if we're going on a night out and Dougie needs a shirt done or something. Yeah, you do it as and when you need. Yeah, Yeah, you don't. I I write a poem on my diary of a mumpreneur blog and I've got to find it because it was really funny. And I was saying like the iron gives me heaves and uh, (laughs) heaves, is it hives? Hives, hives. Hives. The iron gives me hives. Um, And yeah, I just don't, no one I know irons unless they're of the older generation and they love everything to be prim and proper. I remember being, when I was a child, mum standing with, you know, the washing basket with this tower it's like the empire state building worth of laundry yeah working her way through you know ironing and ironing things like towels pants yeah like what is the point seriously pajamas as soon as you go to bed they're it's wrinkled again yeah yeah that's just the way it was done uh, with a towel i've got to be honest this is very going off piece but with a towel i like it to go in the tumble dryer me too otherwise it's hard and starchy do you agree yeah i agree no one wants the hard and i noticed that with your towels this morning what soft yeah I thought she was going to say those statues. Like. So Sarah stayed at my last night. So this is the thing. The thing I love about doing what I do is that I get to meet great people. And actually, I don't know if it's just my personality or our personalities that we gel, but I do end up becoming really good friends with the people that I work with. Mm-hmm. And um, that's nice because now we're having sleepovers. And she, Sarah texted me when I was in bed from, from the room just down the hallway saying, by the way, the mattress is really comfy. And I was like, yay, <laughs> like I'm happy because I had anxiety that it wasn't going to be and it's just nice to build friendships and you are actually doing a lot of talks at the minute about bringing an online relationship um basically offline right yeah um so tell us a bit about that because it's really important that you don't just connect on linkedin and stay connected on linkedin it's nice to actually build a personal relationship like we have done right yeah i think in business people usually um will focus on one or the other to start with Mm -hmm. they'll 
through their own experiences, they'll see value in, you know, online marketing, social media or offline networking, meeting people for coffee. Um, And what we've really tried to do in our business is show that an aligned strategy really helps because if you keep people online and don't pull them offline, you'll be able to sell certain things. But quite often there needs to be a more in-depth relationship built before they're going to buy those large ticket items. And also that's where the friendships come as well. It's not all about sales and business. No. Um, but also, if you keep them offline, it's really hard work to manage those relationships where True. if you're drip feeding valuable content and working on that relationship online as well, yeah. then they're getting you know a lot more of you than any of us could give to one person one to one because it's so agree. hard you know we've got family, we have friends, we have colleagues, we have staff. We partners, have, we forget yeah, about those. Partners, like, don't, don't forget the partners. <laughs> They're bottom of the food chain. The, yeah, partners yeah, that children, we always forget to give yeah. time to. Yeah. So if you can, you know, give more time by giving a one-to-many offering online, Agreed. absolutely helps. And offline as well. You know, if you can be speaking at an event like you're doing a lot of right now, yeah, you can be building relationships and helping so many people in the room. I where do. if you go to a networking event where it's a lot of one-to-one conversations. Mm. You know, your one hour, you might only speak to three, four people. I know. So it's just trying well, to I do have a to mix. Give it to you. you are so good at networking. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I was on the Apprentice, and you know that was really intense, and that wasn't that long ago. And then coming off and having loads of events and press and this. But in 2019, every time we were talking and you were saying I'm going to this event and this event, I felt tired for you, <laughs> and I was like, how has she got the energy to keep talking to all these people and networking and stuff? Mm. Because it is. It is exhausting, right? But if you don't put yourself out there, then you're not going to get the return and your business is just growing. So let's talk about your business, actually, because no one listening even knows what we're talking about. So (laughs) um, I knew nothing about your sector when we first started talking. Um, So tell us about Dukaru. Okay, so Dukaru is a business consultancy based up in Aberdeen in Scotland, although we do work around the world. And we are focused in the energy sectors, mainly oil and gas and offshore renewables. So we work with businesses, going back to relationships, to help them build the relationships they need to succeed in those sectors. So that could be relationships with clients, with um, supply chain, with the trade bodies. You know, it's not always client focused. Um, and help them get a clear strategy together for working in the sector. Mm. And we do that by aligning the business development and strategic marketing capabilities in the business. Um, So we work with companies in the sector that are looking to either start up, grow, diversify, or even exit. We work with a lot of business owners towards their exit strategy. And we work with companies out with the sector, mainly large corporates, that see an opportunity to come into mainly at the moment oil and gas Mm. and we help them with their strategy and teach them about the landscape um how how things work yeah so so if someone knew nothing about oil and gas at all yeah what kind of you know what kind of things if if I were a new business and I what kind of business would be interested in getting into oil and gas you're the expert what kind of business would I need to be if I were outside just so we can have an example Mm -hmm. could I be just a marketing company that wants to get into oil and gas yeah Yeah. so I can give an example yeah Um, give us one so a few weeks ago we were down in London onboarding a company who are actually HQ'd in Canada Um, they've just had huge amount of investment and they've decided to target 
different vertical sectors. So they're already in legal, finance, um, they work with the government, they work in education. Are they, are they a marketing company? Or? They are a software company. Oh, okay. Um, and they see an opportunity to come in because it's a gap in oil and gas. They can't see anyone competing with what their offering is. Mm. Um, there's there's a lot of software companies coming in right now. So if they are, they really have to stand out mm. like in any other sector. Mm. So you've got all the typical professional services companies that can come into the sector. Mm. But to win the business, they really need to understand it. So that could be training, recruitment, financial, yeah. general software. But then you've got the technical side of the industry. So mm. that could be, um, I'm going to try and think of a few that you might recognise, like <laughs> um, subsea diving, people that fly drones, oh, you know, yeah. um, eng- a lot of engineering disciplines. So engineering, yeah. um, design, construction, yeah. platforms. But there are so many different disciplines. And so factor. your company can help those, yeah. um, like a software company mm-hmm. that would want to get into the oil and gas sector, for instance, yeah. because it's just another sector that they're not hitting right now. Yeah. And then you would help them build a whole strategy and concept onto yeah. how to hit that market and would you yeah. work with them over a 12 month period I know most of this obviously because we've worked yeah, together yeah. for a long time <laughs> but what I'm thinking is if I were a listener yeah. um, what would I want to know about yeah. what you do and if I were a business that isn't um, targeting oil and gas what what could you help me with to help me get into that sector? Yeah. So yes, initially we work on strategy. We always start there. And then we can either work with companies on a project just to help them align that strategy and build the right content. Yeah. Or we can work with them more ongoing where we can be opening the doors that they need opened and making them introductions. And that's... um, you know, in Aberdeen, but also further afield. We have partners in the Middle East, South America, the US, yeah. Western Australia as well. So when we can't be on the ground, because we're just a small team right now, we're one year old as a business, yep. there's only five of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have really um, focused on building the right partnership and sort of strategic associate network yeah. across the globe because it is such an international industry. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we can work on project or a retained basis. And we will also be very honest with companies if they come to us and say we want to get into the sector. If we don't think it's right for them, we'll tell, we them, tell them. Because right. otherwise you just waste a hell of a lot of time and energy yeah. and money. Energy. Um, uh-huh, see, we yeah. did that. Yeah. Renewable. Oh, yeah. Waste I a lot of renewable energy. <laughs> <laughs> See, she just lives the vision. And you went to Abu Dhabi recently, right? Yeah. One of your partners is over there, yeah. and um, you met a lot of Khadijas, or you heard I did. a lot of Khadijas. There were so many Khadijas oh, and Khadija Khalifas as no. well. Yeah. Khadija Khalifas. Yeah. I bet they had a H after the K, though, right? Like the Burj, Burj Khalifa. They oh, usually have know. a H track. after the K, yeah. I think I might just put mine in there so that I can pretend that, like, the yeah. badge belongs to me or something like yeah. that. That's crazy because I think I've I've met maybe one other Khadija in my lifetime in England. Yeah. Um, but I can't, my dad's got a large family in Morocco, so I've actually got a cousin called Khadija as well. And okay. then my uncle married a Khadija. So, yeah, in, in yeah. Muslim country, it was funny when you called me and said that. Oh, yeah, by the way, there's loads of Khadijas yeah. here. Yeah, because I FaceTimed you from the event, didn't yeah. I? That's right. It was amazing. It's I'll called Adipak. You'll need to come next year. It's on every November. 
and then I've got the other Khadijas. There, take me <laughs> collateral. Um, brilliant. So now everybody's got an understanding about Dakaru. Amazing. Yeah. And it's spelled D O Q A R U. Brilliant. Yeah. So people can find it. Yeah. Um, Dakaru. And then you have a huge event coming up in yes. March. March, 5th yep. of March. Yes, slightly terrified. Um, <sighs> It's the first large event. Well, it's the first event Ducaro's ever ran. Um, I had my own business, obviously, for three years before merging to create Ducaro. So I've done a number of events. But yeah, it's going to be based in Aberdeen. Um, We've got speakers and delegates coming from all over the country and across from the US and Europe as well. And we have a jam-packed agenda, full 12-hour conference, followed by a dinner. So there's a lot going on there. We've got almost 30 speakers. Yes. So, and we can take up to 500 um, delegates. Wow. Big event. Is it all on one stage? 30 speakers, one one stage. stage. Oh, so So that's because there's panel sessions. Oh, yeah. So, like a 40 minute panel session, we have four of them on it. Yeah. So, it's not like everyone has stage presence on their own. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm going to be there. Yeah. I'm actually pulling myself to a networking event. Yes. Because it's you, obviously. Um, I'm excited. And so, is the event going to be mainly renewable energy, oil and gas focused? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. So, Everyone that's on that stage, bar about four people, are from the industry. They're living and breathing it every day. Um, and you'll probably have seen on the news and same with the listeners that there's, the industry has just been through a massive downturn in the last five years really? where hundreds of thousands of people lost their job, businesses have gone under, there's been a lot of M&A. So it's been a really challenging time. So the reason we're doing this conference is to help these businesses and the people in them because mm. um, they're just some of them are just a bit stuck, yeah. struggling. So it's trying to pull people together, not just because they're the CEO of a company, but the people that are doing it, living and breathing it every day. Yeah. Um, so there's going to be a lot of discussion. We'll be taking questions from the floor um, throughout the day as well. So it's not just being sat and spoken to. Yeah. The delegates that can, can make get you involved. fall asleep sometimes yes, when you're like sitting there. And someone's got a really yeah. nice, relaxing, monotone voice. Yeah. I suddenly find myself like falling asleep and I'm yeah. like, shit, this is really interesting. But yeah. also I'm a bit tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we have some keynote speakers coming from other sectors that I just feel that can add value um, just and just shake it up a little bit. Yeah. Because most of the events that happen in Aberdeen are full of people from the sector. They're very technical. And I want to educate people, but I also want to inspire and motivate. Yeah. So we have Gotta speakers coming, um, many of which you know. Yeah. Um, coming up. for t- and It's their first time in Aberdeen. So the day before, we're organising a little tour of a castle or something yes. to show them Exciting. a bit of the city. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. There's still lots happening and we are six weeks to go now. And so if business entrepreneurs, mumpreneurs, dadpreneurs yeah. are listening, she yes. cringed when I just saw her face <laughs> cringe when I said that. Um, for those that are listening and they have a business and they're really interested about the energy sector and they yeah. want to learn and they want to grab yeah. a ticket, where do they go? They can go to the Ducaru website, so yeah. just Ducaru, D-O-Q-A-R-U dot com, which will click you straight through to the conference. And then if once you've read about the um, the conference and you're still interested, Eventbrite is where you get the ticket. But this the site will take you straight there. Yeah, I love how you said so, when. 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 when not if. And when. when you're, yeah, she yeah. knows. That's my girl. <laughs> um, also, so the listeners know, where did Ducaru come from? 
Okay. Um, it's quite difficult to tell the story without showing the logo. Um, yeah. But it. So my business partner is called Yekami Otaru, and my name's Sarah Dimes. So and we we were a merger. We both had our own businesses for three years prior to Ducari, and we aligned to fill a gap in the market, um, and to scale up. So we wanted to use parts of our the founding co- directors' names within the brand. Yeah. But we also wanted to show our values. So our values are do everything with purpose, be helpful and show integrity. So mm. PHI. And in obviously we work with a lot of engineers and PHI or fee as it's normally known in yeah. maths is yeah. the golden ratio. Ah. So it's about two parts coming together to create something stronger. Wow. And the symbol for fee looks like a Q. Ah. Um, so we pulled down Otaru with this Q and got Dukaru. And we it. went through Richard Branson's um, Virgin Startup yeah, process. Yeah. And we needed to create a, a brand that we could trademark globally Yeah, um, if we wanted to truly scale. And really, that means you have to come up with a word because yeah. everything is taken. A made-up thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, everything. And we actually started with Dutaru with a T. Yeah. And I, you know, did a little Google and thought, yeah, it's fine. Can't find anything. Yekami is so much better at online research than I am. And came back and said, Sarah, we can't call our business Dotaru. Why not? It means dirty in Japanese. And we're oh. just not that kind of consultant. No, no, like, you don't get a little extra extra. Okay, yeah, no. <laughs> no, so They're not the services that Dotaru offer. Thank you. No, not that kind of energy. <laughs> not that kind of energy. Oh. <laughs> but uh, if I'm honest, I think Dakari sounds better than Dakari. Dakari, yeah, Dakari. Who 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 decided on the final Dakari? Was it Yukemi? Was it no, like an apprentice? It was both of us. Was it an apprentice style? Like when you're trying to think of a team name and everybody's competing. This is my idea. This is my idea. This is my idea. Da, da, da. And then you want to be like yours gets chosen. Or was it yeah. a really great natural partnership that happened? I think at the start there was a bit of that because we were both throwing our ideas <laughs> like in. No, pick mine. Mine's our ideas. <laughs> and then we did a survey. So we went out to clients and just people we knew in business yeah. and gave them a couple of options for feedback. Yeah. Um, and then I think by the time we got to Dukaru, we, li- we both really liked it, but it was just, it's a bit of a funny word. You know, as soon as you put a Q in the middle of something, people are a bit un- unsure of how to pronounce it. Yeah. But as soon as they know, they know, and yeah. it sticks. Yeah. So there's another brand, um, Icarus, oh, which yeah. is a um, occupational health mm. company. And I remember when they first, I first saw their brand. It was the same. Nobody really knew exactly how to say it, and then you know, and it sticks. But maybe that's good because it sticks yeah. because it's unusual. Yeah. So yeah, the so un- no. at the end we definitely aligned. We were aligned with the decision, and. Then when we were deciding on brand colours and things, there was a story behind that because my business was very, it was red Mm. and hers was yellow. So we pulled the red and yellow together and it gave us a bit of a coral red. Nice. And we both liked it. So we just went with that. Good for you. And so, Sally, you're a huge Apprentice star, right? You're an Apprentice star, Apprentice fan. And this is my question. I'm going to say, would you ever be an Apprentice star, a.k.a. have you ever thought about applying for the show? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, why no. not do you know what if I went on that show um, you know you were obviously tarred as the aggressive one yeah I yeah this is I, why I, I feel would like be, you would be great yeah I yeah I don't You're, think we're I'd very last similar. long no, because I would just say it as it was and my patience for 
yeah, I've got to admit, even like the last series, I was struggling to watch it. <laughs> I really was struggling to watch it. There was a couple, and I'm glad, you know, the, the two girls that were on the, in the final were brilliant. Mm. But yeah, there was a couple along the way where I just thought, I have to meet you right now. <laughs> and I did <laughs> a few times. And you get a bit of that. Did you ever meet every... me when you watched me? No, I didn't. I thought you were hilarious because you reminded me so much of myself. I remember watching it um, the time that you were on. My father-in-law was living with us and he actually said on a number of occasions, sounds familiar, Sarah, when we were watching it. I love us, by the way. I love us. I love us being the way we are. And look, the Brad come off the back of it, keeping it real with Khadija, keep it real with Khadija. So it was worthwhile. I'm just checking my notes, see what other questions I've got here that I want to make sure. I think I would always at least try watching it. But I just feel like at some point, sometime soon, there's going to be a series where I just... You can't. You know, no, but I, you just I get to a couple of episodes in and I wouldn't go on it. I don't have time to go on it. I no, literally could not take. Imagine Lord Sugar weeks? invested in the oil and gas industry. I don't think he's in the energy sector. No, he's not. He's not. You could be the first investment in the Yeah, energy. but I would just approach him. I'd just approach the business direct. You don't need to go on The Apprentice to do that. I know, but it is fun. It's a bit Yeah, fun. it looks like fun, yeah. but I just... Was it 12 weeks? Yeah, 12 weeks. it's a long time. And where are the businesses right now? There's You're like, no way. honey, I'm successful without it. No, time-wise, time-wise. No, time wise, time wise. <laughs> no yeah, I think you. I would be like all over the papers, like probably. <laughs> You know, the, yeah, I would definitely be deemed as aggressive. Oh, I'm pretty direct. We're not, we're assertive. Yeah, that's we're assertive. Too. I've changed the word. Okay, so doo, 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 this is what I was going to ask you. Um, but I think we've kind of covered it, actually, to be fair. I was going to ask what it was that made you choose to work with me, but I think we've already covered that, haven't we? You've mm. said... I think the main things. thing was that you were out with the sector. Yeah. And I thought, you know, we always say we want a mentor and someone that has a fresh pair of eyes on the business. And then we go and bloody choose somebody yeah. that knows us, knows everyone around us and knows the space we're in. Yeah. And I think that has a place. But I think where your barriers go up with that is that you don't actually feel you can be 100% honest with somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's what I definitely had with you, where if I was having a shit time or... Sorry, am I allowed to swear on here? Of course. Um, <laughs> we have an 18 rating going out to people before this is launched. Um, yeah, just, you know, if you were having a, a crap day or you were having an issue with a specific business and sector or a person... I could tell you that because you don't know who don't they know. are and yeah. you don't care. And it was truly a fresh pair of eyes on everything mm-hmm. because you didn't know me. Like, you know me a lot better now, mm. but you still, you know, you haven't watched my entire journey. You don't no. know me inside out. So the challenge that you were able to bring was invaluable. And there was a lot of decisions, remember, especially at the start, that I changed my mind on very mm. quickly. Mm. An example, I remember the first one was... Um, we were looking at staff benefits. Yeah. So we were building a team and wanting to make sure that we didn't just build that team, but we retained them and made them feel valued. And I was going down the route of private healthcare. Mm -hmm. And you had said, no, 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 don't do that. Because one, it's really expensive. Two, just because you pay for it doesn't mean they're going to use it. Mm -hmm. Lots of people care about different things and therefore you're just ticking one box with that. All really valid points that I hadn't really thought of. 
and you had suggested Perk Box. Yeah, love a bit of Perk yeah. Box. And we got it, and the, the team love it. I love it, actually, although yeah. I don't use it anywhere near as much as I should. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, you know, that's just one example. And yeah. that one saved us a hell of a lot of money. Yeah. And, you know, provided something that the team really appreciated yeah and as um, you grow this is the thing I mean I it's funny I recorded an episode this morning about making sure that you incentivize your staff and you reward them and we'd had this conversation before and I did cheekily contact Perkbox to see if they want to sponsor that episode yeah, you should. get a little bit of cash in the bag yeah. um but I said it was when I worked at the financial ombudsman service that I finally saw what it was like to work for a company. I think they're they're classed as a civil service company, they're government backed, um, but they really care about their employees and they offer you things like perk box where you have different options or bike to work scheme and then you get money off on this and all these things. And another thing, which I don't know if we ever have covered in one of our talks, but I know you already have your aligned values within your company, but I mentioned at the morning when I was speaking about working for the ombudsman and it was that their values were ingrained in my brain Mm -hmm. and it wasn't just one of those every quarter we'd have a meeting and then you go through the values it was literally those values where everybody knew them and they were do as you say you will do go the extra mile share the knowledge God, I can't they were ingrained the a few years they were ago. Ingrained, like four years ago, <laughs> yeah. since I've had my own business. Yeah. But I, co- but I, co- do you know what I mean? Some of those values they've stuck with. And now I go into schools and I talk about share the knowledge. And share the knowledge is the biggest value that I took from the ombudsman because I've worked in companies where you'll be sitting next to a staff member, your colleague, and you'll ask them, "Oh, could you help me with this?" They don't want to help you because then it makes you progress, and they don't want you to progress because it's doggy dog like life is. And working for the ombudsman. Everybody was promoted to help each other, share the knowledge, help one another, go the extra mile, do as you say you will do, and the other two that I can't remember. Yeah. But um, and so for me, those two things, rewarding staff with perk box, for instance, and making sure that your employees really knew your values inside out, mm-hmm. they were the two things that I learned. And the funny thing is, I'm a business mentor, and yet those two things that I learned had nothing to do with me having my own business. I actually learned them as an employee. Yeah. It's just what I like doing and what and and you're doing as well is going into other businesses and sometimes adopting their best practice. So you go into a business because you're going to help. I offer consultancy as well in 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 business in general and um and you go into a business like I came into yours to help you um on a mentorship but I've learned so much about you and your practices and what you're doing so I'm learning as well as yeah. teaching yeah. and I think you know what's your thoughts because you yeah. go into loads of different companies yeah, like we we consult and we mentor and yeah absolutely you learn you learn all the time mm. and I think if you're not open open and willing to learn and developing yourself you can't be the best mentor or consultant for the other people you need to be constantly trying um, to learn more more. Um, and there's no point in reinventing the wheel right so if you learn something that's working for another business adopt it yeah Um, and I think with values is a 
is a good one um, to talk about with startup companies. So what we found was when we came together, there was just the two of us mm. and you create your values, create your vision. And then this team, you know, starts building and building and building. And we actually just put up whiteboards all over the office last week and said, Look, this is the values we came up with, you know, 14 months ago. But we want to know, what you what, one, whether you feel that we are absolutely aligned with those values and that you are as individuals. But also, is there anything you want to add that, mm in there and not it wasn't just the values it was you know our mission and our vision as a business as well to get them you know not just bought in but involved with creating yeah. it as well we did uh have you heard of see me you know disc profiling I think that sort so. of yeah thing. yeah um we had a lady come in to do that with the team as well and I think that really helped yeah because people were learning about themselves as well and becoming more self-aware yeah and once you're self-aware and it's a constant journey to you know I know we but I think both of us still like we do you know what I what I've noticed about both of us in our growth me since the apprentice and and I've seen it in you even since we started working together I remember when we first started working together you know you maybe you were a bit resistant of certain things and maybe you know I was stepping back because I didn't want to offend but it's almost blossomed and I think when you have two strong individuals it could go one of two ways you either um, stuck in your ways and you're not open to other people's opinions or you're willing to slowly 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 let the barriers come down and I think what we've done in our time of working together is we're both very strong-minded like you gave an example of wanting um, health when we had that discussion about health I think that went on for quite some time you were were stuck she was like no I'm not (laughs) I'm not changing my mind and you know and I didn't I but at the end of the day it's your business and I would have been supportive of whatever you decided but what I love about watching how we've blossomed is that and still now it, we had a conversation in the car there's still things that we'll disagree about yeah. but it doesn't end up in a, a, yeah <laughs> yeah but it doesn't end up like a, who does she think she is actually it's very nice it's like a nice challenge that mm. allows us both to have a look at ourselves and actually you know have I said that right have I reacted wrongly to that should I have done this maybe she's right and it's that what I think it's good to be assertive and it's good to be strong-minded but I think you should always be, always always be open to other people yeah. telling you how you come across yeah. because that's what I've learned about myself I've learned a lot about how I come across and I used to be defensive now I'm open to people's suggestion yeah. still get a bit pissed off sometimes I'll be honest but <laughs> <laughs> most of the time I'm open to it um, and I've seen the same with you I, I honestly have seen since we've worked together I've seen you more open to acknowledging maybe how you said something a certain way or how you've not taken this on and you have blossomed not to yeah. say it's down to me but it's just over a process and you didn't have a mentor before so maybe now you're highlighting to everyone how important it is to have a mentor because you do start to learn things about yourself that you didn't know before yeah yeah I think bringing down the barriers step by step I think if you're running a business or strong personality you could still be in a career you don't have to be running a business mm. You are probably, um, you get defensive because you're scared to let those barriers come down. down. And um, I described it to someone a few weeks ago. It's like an onion. Like, you know it's going to hurt as you peel Mm. because it might make you cry sometimes as you peel back those layers. But if you want to, you know, eat that onion after cooking, um, obviously, then you have to do it. Um, And yeah, I think... I think it's a ch- it's it's going to be an ongoing challenge. I think for both of us, 
But I think, and we're never going to agree on everything with anyone because we all have our own backgrounds, our own experiences, exactly. our own beliefs. And I think if you, as long as you respect other people and their beliefs, you don't have to always agree with them. So and true. that's okay. And once you get comfortable with that and don't, believe that you have to be that yes person that agrees with everyone on everything all the time then you start to really understand who you are and probably start to love yourself a little bit more for who you are as well rather than always trying to be somebody else for someone else I'm so glad you said that because my whole brand now is about being unapologetically me Mm. and you know sometimes I'll say things that afterwards I think that sounded a bit douchey you probably shouldn't have said that or you know I make mistakes on a daily basis but then I'll grab out my podcast equipment and I'll record a podcast on the mistake I just made Mm -hmm. and I'll own it and then if I need to say sorry I mean for years I don't know if you're the same but for years I found it very difficult to apologize like very like I'd have to do it for good to her because I was just so you know through teenage years and and um what say 18 to 22 I was that girl that thought I knew everything and I see them now it's so funny but obviously I've had a couple of au pairs and they're like 18 19 and I and they think they're know-it-alls and I think oh bless them that was me when I was your age but you don't know shit (laughs) but the reality is like you grow and you learn and then you look back and it's okay to hold your hands up when you make a mistake and it's okay to be like okay I didn't take advice so let's say for instance you chose to go with the private health care I mean maybe you lost some money maybe it didn't work out whatever but the reality is sometimes you do have to take those risks as long as you can hold your hands up afterwards and say do you know what I fucked up I should have listened I should have done this or maybe I shouldn't have reacted like that I can be very um, hot-headed and actually a mentor of mine uh, previously years ago said to me um Khadija, when you have adversity with someone or if you're arguing with someone, particularly if it's on a message or whatever, um, go to sleep or have a glass of wine. I mean, I don't drink, but have a glass of wine, go to sleep, wake up in the morning and then respond. And Mm. she told me, and do you know how many times I've ever done that? Never. Yeah, that's not me. (laughs) It's not me. Because I wouldn't be able to go to sleep. But we need to try because do you know what I've noticed? If If I responded to, say animosity that minute as soon as it comes through like a message argument sisters Mm -hmm. family whatever oh I'm going deep like I literally I'm going I'm vile but if I go to sleep and wake up like I think staying on messaging is dangerous so dangerous emails whatsapps whatever they are um, I remember just before we got married, one of my um, parents' friends said to us, the best bit of advice I can give you, I'm sure they wrote it in the card as well, is never go to bed on an argument, stay up and fight. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because they were saying, if you get to the point where you can have those arguments and go to bed, you don't really care. Yeah. You know, whereas the staying up and fight is because you care. And so if you're staying up to fight because you care, it needs to be for the right reasons. But then it can't you're just be hot-headedness. It needs to be, I want to work through this. I want to apologize. I want to get this to yeah. I know, a more neutral ground or I whatever. Think, I think you're right. I think I would have 100% agreed with you, say, three years ago, because... Simon is a sleeper. Like we would argue and he'd want to go to sleep, talk about it in the morning because he just wants time to just like, let's just, if this is dramatic, it's stupid, let's go to sleep. And I took that as not caring. Yeah. You don't care to stay up and fight for this relationship. Da, da, da. Yeah. But actually now, 
two kids later and pretty much exhausted 24-7, I'm like, do you know what? You're annoying me. I'm just going to go to bed, watch Netflix, and we'll discuss it in the morning. Yeah. Because and, and that's how I am now in business. Well, I try to be, unless it's something that's really pulled at my gut or my heartstrings, I have to retaliate. But I do, I think there is something to be said for being, for having that self-control to be able to just push adversity to one side and it could be an email with a client it could be an annoyed customer the amount of times I've responded to an annoyed customer with the cleaner business I've responded to them initially and I've got a bit defensive and then in a roundabout way too quick in a roundabout way said Mm. well find a different service then but not in that route that blunt um when really I think if I'd done it the next day and really investigated and look into everything looked into everything I wouldn't have done that so I I agree with what you're saying but I equally think what I've learned is that if you have a little time and don't respond straight away it just helps I don't even know how we got onto that but it was a good link as well and I keep saying this to um, a few of my close friends recently that every time there's a bit of drama, they feel it's it's their fault or it's about them or somebody saying it's their fault. And I think what I've got really good at doing, I think it was back when I was a nurse and I was I worked in trauma. So you were working with people at their most vulnerable points in their yeah. lives. You know, it could be because they'd just been through a car accident or something, or it could be their family member that was giving you abuse because, you know, their 13, 14 year old child you know, was in a surgery that they might not come through. Yeah. So what I realised is that sometimes when someone's having a go at you, it's, it's not actually you. not about you. Mm. It's their problem, not yours. Mm-hmm. And I think I've got really good now at, at looking at a situation and re- realising when that's the case. Mm. And if that's the case, I just back off. And I don't feel bad. I don't feel like... Um, weak or anything like that for backing off is because it's actually not for me to fight. Mm -hmm. You know, it's actually, it's nothing to do with me. If somebody kept doing that to me that was close to me on a regular basis, I would absolutely say to them, you have a problem you need to fix. You're an arsehole. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) You're a phenomenal arsehole. You're a phenomenal arsehole. But yeah, it's, I think you've just got to, Pick your battles because not yeah. every not every time somebody's upset, especially with customers, you know, if they're running a business and they're under the same pressures we are, yeah, they are going to be hot headed now and That's again. That's true. So by letting that get under your skin and mm. thinking it's your problem when it's actually theirs, yeah, you just waste so much time and energy. energy yeah. yeah, the amount of times I used to get so angry as a startup, wondering why when we started working with companies that they wouldn't pay their invoices on time. And this was my naivety. Why are they not paying me? They're so bloody rude. They know that I'm a startup and I'm only, you know, at this turn I've and da da da. And the more I've learned in business and the more businesses I work with is actually a lot of businesses have a lot of fucking problems. You know, a lot of them are having struggles. A lot of them cash flows tight. A lot of them like they might be turning over millions, but the profit margins are next to nothing. And as I've grown and I've witnessed more businesses, now I realize actually it wasn't personal to me or to my company or that they didn't want to pay is probably because they're too proud to admit that having that office cleaned every day for three hours is actually out of their budget. But the staff need to be working in a nice clean environment and they need those messy staff members despite the fact that it's costing them extra money on cleaning and so it's always a catch 22 is it catch 22 yeah what the hell is wrong with that (laughs) 
Okay, I'm going to share a disclosure because I keep it real with Khadija as always. I have had really bad baby brain recently because we've just found out that I am having Sarah knows I'm having a third (laughs) child and I keep looking at Sarah because the last few lives that I've done and the last few podcast episodes, my words are so mumbled up. Are you surprised that I've got this far into this podcast episode? Yeah, you're doing pretty well. The emotion (laughs) and the baby brain over the last few weeks has been pretty obvious for I people that know. my mentor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so totes emotion and just not being that. It's like common phrases. I'm fine with talking normally, but I'm like, is it catch 21? I Catch 21? Catch 22? Uh, what The live the other day, I couldn't even say my own website. I yeah, said, is that's it, right. Keep it, <laughs> keep it real with Khadija or keeping it real with Khadija. I can't remember what I named myself. <laughs> It's okay. Anyway. I'm sure. I'm sure everyone will forgive you. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, that's a disclosure. Usually, you wouldn't share until a 12 week scan. However, my brand and my podcast and me is called Keep It Real with Khadija, and I think it's only fair for me to share all aspects of my life. So baby number three is on the way. And this morning when you were like, oh yeah, I'm going to wait till Jacob's grown up. I'm like, shit, I'm going to have three being this noisy. (laughs) Literally in September. I mean, the plus side is I've kind of worked it out so that I have two in school in September. So, um, so yeah, I remember when I first had Soraya, one of the reasons, one of the small reasons that I wanted to have a child was the maternity leave. Really? <laughs> well, it wasn't, well, obviously I wanted a child, but I also thought a ni- nice little nine months off would be yeah, fun. I never had that. Yeah. Because I um, set up the business two weeks before falling pregnant. This is the thing. So with Talia, no yeah. maternity leave. This time, no maternity leave. Mm. Oh, how maternity leave has taken for granted. Yeah, I should have stayed a nurse because we... I think it was like a year off you got paid in NHS. And now you're grafting. That's them making up for the the awful pay the rest of the time. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) that's true. Um, So you have a podcast. I do. Called? Called Ducaru Sofa Chats. Oh, Sofa Chats. I like that. And so we are going to try and make this like a hybrid episode, right? So that it could appear on both of our podcasts. So do you have any questions to ask moi? Oh, you didn't give me any planning for that. You can just off the cuff, whatever you want. Um, I think a good one would be now that you've been mentored and have been mentoring. Yeah. When do you think it's the right time to get a mentor? Because it's a question come Mm. across all the time. If I'm going to be completely honest, and this is not even me trying to be salesy because I offer mentorship, I really wish I had a mentor right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I even wish maybe I had a mentor even before when it was just an idea. And I know that's easier said than done because mentors cost money and it's an outgoing, but there's so many things that I've done wrong in business and there's so many situations that I've well, we just spoke about it, that I've retaliated in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. There's relationships that potentially now a bit ruined because of my hot head or because you know of me being upset or staff members that left on bad terms and all this stuff and I just think if I had a mentor that the bad thing was when I started my business nobody I knew really was in business and if they were like Simon's dad for instance my partner my father-in-law he has a garage in a in a village so and he always ran it with his family so it's not really the same mm-hmm. kind of thing you know I could ask him about maybe VAT returns or this, that or the other, but I didn't. And I just wish that I had guidance right from the beginning. I wish I knew the benefit of a mentor from the beginning. Um, So if it were me, if you've got an idea, I would put into your business plan. You mentioned about Virgin Startup 
lines. Yeah. I actually got one when I started my street food business and that offered a mentorship service as part of the loan. Yeah. And um, Claire Brumby, who created, uh, oh my God, what are they called? Scrubbies, Scrubbies Vegetable Crisps. And then she sold them on. She was on Dragon's Den. She was my mentor. And, you know, we're still all friends now. I ended up selling the the, the business, the van. <laughs> I sold the van, not the business, because I didn't call Claire. And I thought that I couldn't sell the business because I hadn't really been trading. If I'd called Claire and used the services, yeah. I would have known I could have sold so it as a business, business. With the van. With the van. <laughs> I just sold it as a van and lost loads of money. Yeah. Um, so definitely utilize a mentor yeah. from the outset if you can. Yeah. And things like Virgin Startup Loans, if that's something that you're looking to do, then you can get an additional mentor added to that. Yeah. Okay, I guess a mentor is never going to stop you from you know, you're still going to make mistakes and you wouldn't be the person you are today if you hadn't gone through exactly. those challenges and made the mistakes that you did. We all do it. But I think, yeah, you're absolutely right. People think oh, a mentor is for once I'm successful. Mm. And actually, it's those startup stages problems, yeah. that were a lot of the problems fall. And also, it's so stressful and you're, you're just starting to learn about that juggle between running a business, having a family. Whereas once you've been in it a few years, it's kind yeah. of, you just get, it's still hard, but you get used to it. Yeah. Um. But also people that are, you know, not even in business, people that or you know some in a career or maybe not even working yeah you know just mentoring you just yeah. need support just need somebody support. to talk to mm. and I think not every mentor is right for that I think some mentors are definitely just for you know someone running a 10 million plus company etc yeah just for but business I think focused, the way yeah. that you do your mentoring you would absolutely be right for everyone I've just talked about. Thank you. Um, because you get so personal and you're so real, obviously, with the brand. Thanks, babe. Um, plug, trend. plug. <laughs> um, <laughs> that I think that, you know, they don't necessarily need to be in business. No. Or yet, or even have just an help. ambition to. I just like helping. I wouldn't be shocked that after being mentored by you, if they weren't just thinking about going into business, business they may have a couple of side hustles within yeah. six months. Yeah, yeah. But it's um, true. I don't think it needs to be, you know, a tick box of no. you have to have a business. I agree. I completely agree. I've, I was just about to mention something then about mentorship and now I've completely forgotten because I've got baby brain. <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, because you said about making your own mistakes. Yeah. And I think that is really important to make your own mistakes in business. Um, I'll be honest and keep it real as always. I wish I had a mentor so that I treated my partner better when I was stressed out and not paying myself so that he didn't have an affair and so that I didn't have to go through all that shit when I was giving birth to my second child. That if if I had a mentor and I said, look, Simon keeps worrying because he's only, I mean, our salaries of, of well, his, well, his salary. Um, so when we were together, then he was on about 40 grand a year, which I guess is a good, a nice salary, you know. Um, but he's on a lot, lot more than that now. Um, but at that time, you know, we're pregnant with a second child. We're in a help to buy new build house. Um, we've got a two year old. I'm running this business, which is emotionally exhausting me, not knowing what the hell I'm doing when it comes to HR law or this, that and the other. I didn't even have services like uh, Simplify ER, which are a company that I work with. They offer HR services. Yeah. Um, I didn't know anything. I'd, I'd done a law degree, but I didn't know. I got taken to a tribunal. Well, not physically taken, you know, we cleared it up before. But all of these things that I didn't know about and that stress would be put on Simon. 
because I didn't have anybody else. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have a coach. I didn't have anybody that I could call and cry and say, look, I've got no money, but I feel like I'm, I'm what I worked the hardest I've ever worked in my life when I had that cleaner business. And yet I had no money. Mm-hmm. And it actually makes me emotional when I talk about it because I had, I, if only instead of burdening Simon, who was already having anxiety about the fact that he had to support the entire family, instead of burdening him with my stresses, if I just had one person that was already in business guiding me along, yeah. and yeah, I had a network, I was starting to build a network, and yeah, I had people that worked within the company, but I would ask their opinion, that Zoe, for instance, she's great, but she never ran a business to that multitude, and nor did the other people working for me, so I was asking people for advice that actually knew nothing about business, yeah. and So a mentor is not always to help you or prevent you from making mistakes within your business. Actually, like we've mentioned already, it's about life as well. It's about being able to have that balance. There is no point having all this money in a successful business. If at home you're unhappy, you're sad, your kids don't see you, you can't switch off. That's not that's not a good quality of life. And a mentor can make you have alignment mm-hmm. and, and make you compartmentalize time. Yeah. I could never switch off from work before. Never. I could never go on a holiday and not think about it. I was in the south of France before The Apprentice. At that point, I had 37 members of staff and I was on my WhatsApp the whole time we were there. It didn't feel like a break. Yeah. It was a waste of money and I didn't even feel like I was there with the kids. My brain was somewhere else. Yeah. So if you can have a mentor that's able to help you live and enjoy the journey rather than be so stressed out and your relationship fail. And now, touch wood, we're in a really good place. I'm working smart, not hard. I've got mentors. You know, they guide me. They give me opportunities. And Simon and I are really happy, obviously, having a third child. And, you know, our kids are really happy. And when I'm there, I'm present. And I think that's what a mentor brings, more than just business help. Yeah, yeah, definitely. People speak about accountability. They automatically assume that accountability has to be, I know, the and the revenue you want to hit this month or how many staff you're going to recruit or marketing. But actually, I think with the work we did together, a lot of the accountability was things like, have you taken time out for yourself this week, Sarah? Because you knew how bad I was at doing that. And I had said to you right at the start, my biggest fear is, you know, being with Jacob, my little boy, but not being present with Mm -hmm. him. And I could feel myself, you know, get doing that a lot more often even at the weekends not switching off and I think it's hard when you absolutely love what you do you live and breathe it Mm. but at the same time you know your children are going to see that your Mm -hmm. family you know your husband or your wife are going to see that and I remember um, at roughly the same time making the decision to stop working in the office on a Monday and working from home on a Monday and that's my day with Jacob and I'm still doing that now and obviously there's some weeks like this Monday coming I'm in London it doesn't always work but at least when I'm at home in Aberdeen I do it yeah and it what a difference that one day makes so it's yeah you're absolutely right I think the account a mentor holding you accountable for things in your personal life is just as important if not maybe more important than the business side of it it's so true because your business could equally fail if you don't have a strong support system at home or you don't feel happy when you get home from work and yeah so I've learned a lot about myself since becoming a mentor your question was what you know when would you say is the time to from startup and also I've learned a lot 
about what you need in life. Everybody needs a support system. And and also your partner, the person you love, the person you sleep with at night, you don't necessarily need that person to be the person that knows every in and out of drama that happens in your day. Like I used to message Simon every single thing. He used to get annoyed because I would call him constantly and he's at the office, but I'm self-employed. So I'd be like, why can't you just pick up the phone? I don't get it because mm-hmm. I can whenever <laughs> I want. And it would be constant. Every... Every little customer complaint, every staff member, I needed somebody else to do that too, not my partner that I go home to, you know, that you need to keep that separate, I think is important. Yeah. Do you have anything else for me? Because we are going to play the yes, no game. (laughs) (laughs) If I try and play that yes, no game with you, that's not fair because that's your game. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm really bad at it. I've I've never played it before. This will be the first time. Okay, I'll tell you what, we'll round off with the yes, no game and then we'll we'll go live later on social media and then we'll do a second episode. And Khadija will be, for those of you listening from our network, will be attending DukaruCon. So if anyone in Aberdeen is interested in the mentoring services, please just... um, um, yeah, yeah, grab a coffee yeah. with you during the day. It's a long event, so I'm sure there'll be time. Yeah, to have a quick I'm really chat. excited. Do you know what? I've never been to Aberdeen before. I've been Personally. to Glasgow, but only The Apprentice when we had a task in Glasgow, the art challenge. Um, okay. But other than that, no, I've First never time. Been. She's been practicing her Scottish accent. Yeah, wait, let me try. <laughs> I can do it. Is that good? <laughs> I'm better at Birmingham. Yeah, you're good at Birmingham. So what do, tell everyone what I said to you the other day. This is what you get oh, when man. you sign up. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. When you yeah. sign up to a mentorship package or program with Khadija Khalifa, this is what you can look forward to. Here goes. Okay, so Khadija was driving home from, you were speaking, weren't you? Yeah. Uh, a speaking gig. Half past 12 at night, yeah. I was lying in my bed and all of a sudden I get this ping, 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 ping coming through my WhatsApp. And Khadija's trying to keep herself in, like, occupied. Yeah. Obviously, the radio wasn't doing it for her. So she decided to practice all her accents yep. and record them and send them to me. So we went from Welsh to Birmingham to Liverpool to yep. Manchester to Geordie. Yeah. Um, going around the country. I was. It was so funny. And my husband was lying there like, who is that? I have to like, say a disclaimer here. <laughs> Simon was actually driving. Okay. Simon was driving. I was in the passenger seat. And do you ever have that guilt when somebody's driven for you like your partner and then you feel like you really want to fall asleep but that's really rude because he's been at work all day so I'm so kind of trying, trying to, to stay away. away but actually I was really winding him up doing the doing the accents so I thought well I'll record them because I was delirious at this point it's half 12 and I'm shattered and I was trying to keep myself away I could see his eyes stretching I was like oh god what are we doing here so I just recorded a bunch of accents and then you my lovely friend got to receive the uh, finished article the finished article of the videos oh right okay yeah okay yeah I was going to say I was wondering if you'd put them out live or oh something no I, as haven't, well. I haven't and that no, I got like there an were, accent that basically, no one else did basically there were about <laughs> six practice runs with yeah. Simon before those got sent to you okay. is what I mean so you got the okay got you Birmingham oh, we were killing ourselves laughing I, I can't believe you were up at half 12 listening to them I thought maybe I you'd wait till the morning but you were so eager to well I just saw this black screen because obviously it was dark while you were driving so I couldn't see you so I thought what is she sending me <laughs> listen to the first one and then that was me I had to keep listening <laughs> after that um, and then I think I was sending you some back as well, well yeah didn't your partner your husband sent one back to me as yeah, well I think to help yeah. me with the Scottish because yeah. you said my accent's not strong enough no but so his he would do was it. really strong and I couldn't yeah. really understand one bit <laughs> I was like 
what was he? I don't know what he's. So again, if anyone Aberdeen speaks to Khadija and Mark, she has a blank expression. (laughs) Just slow it down. It's just the accent. You know, earlier when you said merger, you said merge. I thought you said murder, and then you (laughs) you said we started our murder, and I was like, what? This is wait. We've been working together for a long time. You never shared this merger. Merger. Oh, God. Merger. How do you say it? Murder. No, murder. How do you say it? Merger. Merger. (laughs) Say it again, please. Say it really quick. Like, we were doing... Merger. (laughs) That's me trying to copy you. (laughs) Say it. Oh, I feel so sorry for everyone listening No, please. Say merger. Like, how you say it? The way I say it. The way you said it. A merger. Little bit, little if I said bit like a murder. murder. It'd be a murder. <laughs> or if she you said that really with her eyes. It'd be a murder. <laughs> I think we're delirious. Oh, yeah. that was so much fun. Oh, okay, let's finish. My cheeks hurt. I had to. I was trying to really keep a straight face when you said murder because I'm like, I'm swear she just said murder. Right. <laughs> murder. Okay. Let's play. The, let's play the yes no game. Okay. This has been fun, darling. Thank it you has for been. coming. Okay. So you've never played the yes no game. The rules are, you're not... And I saw you trying to sneak look at my notes. I, I didn't. Don't try to cheat, Sarah. I'm not having this. Um, okay, so the rules are, you can't say yes, you can't say no. Deal. Deal? Oh, Deal. She's good. Okay. I wasn't sure when that part started. Yeah, so. everyone, see? Trickster. Uh, okay, on your marks, get set, go. Do you wear glasses? Absolutely. Do you have a podcast? Mm, that would be telling. Do you like peanut butter? Love it. Can you ride a bike? Absolutely not. Do you like chocolate? Uh, oh. <laughs> oh! Da, Why didn't I just say love three it? Because I do love it. Yeah, three second rule. Oh, I mean, you did failed, good. But what's failed. annoying is the final question was, okay. is Khadija the best mentor ever? I was really holding out for you to get to that point, to be like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I probably just said, I've already told you. Yeah, shut your face, get over yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Finally, last question. If you could be an animal, what animal would you be? This is a hard question. (sighs) I've thought about this before. Someone else asked me it and I gave a really rubbish answer. Who else has taken my content? No, this was years ago. I think it was like college or something. (laughs) And... You're going to laugh. Okay, I'm going to choose a duck. Look I'll what, tell you wait, why. Wait, look what I can do with my lip. Well, you've just said duck. Look. That's a good duck face. Does that That's look good. like That looks yeah. like a beak. We need to take a picture of and that. Pull it and with, it with the podcast. Attached. Yeah. Yeah, That's definitely. A duck I don't know how. I can't do that. It's pretty good though. Look, it probably sticks out. For all of those <laughs> listening, I am sticking my tongue out, like literally my, my tongue, my top lip out, like a beak. I'll take a right. picture. So I'm not choosing a duck because I can do that. I do not uh, have your talents, Khadija. Oh, I know, bless but you. I'll ducks teach ducks can swim, yeah. fly, and walk. Skill. So they're fairly adaptable to wherever they are. They've got skills to They've pay got the skills, bills. Yeah. yeah. And they're really sociable. You know when you see them all walking along the grass or I don't the know river, that they are, though. Quack, quack, I, quack, quack, quack. Yeah, you know? but... They sound like they're quite... They're networking. They never seem like they're... they're networking. <laughs> Ducks network. network. (laughs) But I don't feel like they're ever doing anything or they don't have any, they don't have a strategy. Because they're always just. No, they don't have a strategy. They're not aligned. to each other. (laughs) (laughs) They're just chilling by the lake. I just feel like they need some focus. Okay. Maybe that's your next piece. Yeah, that's why I needed a mentor. (laughs) 
Thank you so much, Sarah. It's been amazing. Thanks for having me. Remember, listeners, that you can grab tickets to Sarah's Dakaru conference um, and also download the podcast, Dakaru Sofa Chats. Um, Go over to the website, dakaru.com. Is that correct? Yep. And uh, yeah, make sure you give Sarah a follow. Her main uh, preferred social media type is LinkedIn. So you could definitely connect with her on LinkedIn. But thank you again, my darling. It's been fun. Thank you. 